Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus Podcast live from Lesbian Stadium. Yes, get those lava lamps ready, people. Yeah. We ready? I'm not throwing a fucking pig skin if that's what you want. I don't even eat pig, okay? Yeah. Alright. Calm down. Shut the fuck up. There we go. The Dr. Zeus podcast is brought to you by everyone. And I do mean everyone. Um. <coughs> so. What can we say here? Okay. Calm down now. You all are acting like you're wet. You know what's really wet is those Oscar nominations. Oh my god. Oh my god. Those Oscar nominations. Here, here's the thing I'd like to know. Why can't um, I have to get it right? Because you know I know who Tracy Ellis Ross is. She should host the Oscars with um, what was his name? Because you know we have to. Uh... Okay. Roma got ten nominations. Can you believe that? Let's see. Who who announced them this morning? Because I, I liked how they did that in the morning. You know, it was more a little more intimate. That's how the Oscars used to be, according to Lauren Bacall. It's a it's a Tuesday night. It feels like a Monday night, but it's a Tuesday night. Um Aren't we glad Kevin Spacey's not nominated? You know, or R. Kelly, for that matter. Oh, Lady Gaga, I love that. You know, somewhere, um, Madonna is is crying. She's crying, you know, because she'll never get nominated now. She hates Lady Gaga with a passion. Lady Gaga is very, you know, Lady Gaga is very gracious. When when Madonna likes to throw shit her way, Lady Gaga is the bigger person. And that's why I like her. I like her, you know, she's aware, hey, I'm a big deal. But she's also aware, you know, um, you know, that uh, Madonna... Madonna paved the way. She and she's not gonna take that away from Madonna. And Madonna's just like, oh, that little bitch, you know. And Lady Gaga has said, I don't want your fucking throne. Oh, here we go. Okay, so the nominations were announced by Tracy Ellis Ross and Kumani Kamel. How do you say his name? Okay, if I can say it right. You know, I don't, I do not like to mispronounce names. I think that is a big faux pas. People have always mispronounced my name. People, you know, and I understand. Um, oh yeah, here we go. Oh, this is a good one. Even Newsweek, Newsweek agreed. Well, Newsweek would jump on it quicker than me because I had to go to sleep after those nominations. You know, I kind of took them in. 
I mean, there were some there were some moments, you know. I want to make sure you say his name right. What's his name? Okay. Um. Okay. This might tell me. This might tell me who's okay. How to how to pronounce his name? Because I want to get it right. You know, I don't want to fuck it up. <coughs> Is this it? Okay, here we go. And why? Oh, are the apple? What? You know, with me, it's always technical difficulties. It's either shit difficulties or... Okay, here we go. How do you say his name? Siri, is it Kum... Okay. I'm going to ask Siri to do it. Because, you know, we have to ask Siri to do everything. Everyone's always telling me about Alexa. No, I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. (laughs) I want to say how how do you pronounce his name? Okay. Um Oh, can can I don't know, can Wikipedia pronounce it? He's from Pakistan. Okay. You know, I I liked their banter. I thought I thought they were good. I though why can't they host the Oscars, you know? Let's see if we can, uh, he's funny though. Cause I remember him one time on VH1 and they were talking about Whitney when, uh, okay, here we go. We're talking about when she was in Israel and she said, my land and oh, hold on. Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjani. Yeah. Kumail Kum- Nanjani. Yeah. Okay. Kumail Nanjani. He should host the Oscars with Tracy Ellis Ross because I thought they were hilarious. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but it was you know it was an interesting. Here's the funny thing: I'm watching these nominations. Half the people I grew up watching on TV. You got Regina King two two seven. I mean Mary. You know she wasn't saying that. Jack A was. Um, Bradley Cooper. I wasn't watching him on TV. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott has been acting a long time. This is his first nomination. He was in um, Tombstone famously with Val Kilmer. You know, he played one of the... The Earp Brothers. Oh, here we go. This is... Oh, this is perfect. This is where I caught wind of Kumani. Israelis and Palestinians were like, uh, we've been fighting over this land for years. <laughs> Get in line. Mama. I thought she was from Jersey. Then in what could be best described as an unlikely photo op, Whitney and Bobby did a meet and greet with Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon, whose hand Whitney declined to shake. She wouldn't shake his hand. <laughs> what the heck? What was she smoking? <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we know what she's smoking. But that's my first introduction to him because I remember him talking about that on VH1 and I was just laughing. <laughs> laughing my ass off. And you know, with Whitney, with Whitney, it was always entertaining, you know. And it, you know, the end was sad. But we're not going to talk about sadness here. We're going to talk about humor. You know, I think Kathy Griffin really has the the punchline when it comes to Whitney. You know, she says the pipe is shaking, you know. And, um, yeah, the Oprah interview, you know, she, she's got it on the money right there. Or, you know, and Oprah talks to everybody like that. I... I, I had to go to a training and we had to watch a clip of Oprah and she's like, do you email? You know, it's like, oh, God. I love that Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture, but I don't want to. I, I, Oprah was literally just having an orgasm over it. I mean, you know, I love Black Panther. It's like, oh, God, why don't you have fries with it? Okay, shit. Invite Gail. Maybe she'll eat out finally. But no, they're not going to, you know. Stedman. Yeah. Oh, my God. These nominations. I missed the Best Supporting Actress because I was like, wait a minute. What happened to it? So that was interesting. You have the actress from Roma, Regina King, Rachel Weiss, Emma Stone. Um... What's the other one? I got to look at these nominations. Because, you know... <clears throat> I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's Glenn Close's. But she's not supporting. She's, you know... Her first one, though, she was supporting for the world according to Garp. Which is so funny. Some of the shit that comes out of her mouth. It's like, oh my god. They weren't just giving the controversial stuff to Robin. Okay. Here we go. Actress in a supporting role. Amy Adams. Oh, Vice. She's never won. Oh, God. Marina Dictra Taveria. Roma. Regina King, if Beale Street could talk. <coughs> Emma Stone, the favorite. Rachel Weiss, the favorite. The favorite is basically a lesbian, you know. Well, I mean, you can't really prove that Queen Anne was lesbian. I don't know. Let's ask her camel tail. I don't know. Um, you know, here's the thing with the Academy. They like to kind of just say, you're due, give it to them. It's between Regina King and Amy Adams because Amy Adams has never won. And she would just cry if she got up there. And that would be great. They like that, you know. Okay. Actor in a supporting role. Mahershal Ali, who's already won. He won for Moonlight. He's up for Green Book. Adam Driver, Black Hillandsman, no. Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, yeah, he's going to get it. Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell, Advice, he's already won. He won last year. He's still wet from the vagina, so. All right, so let's see here. Best Actress, Best Actor. Best Actress. Um... I don't want to see Anderson Cooper. I was trying to read this and 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 it I, I don't want to I'm so tired of Anderson Cooper already. It's like shut the fuck up. You know what? He is not the queen of gays. Alright. And I should know I'm one. But I'm not one of his little bitches. 
Okay. Best Actress, Lady Gaga. Star is more. Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? I love Melissa McCarthy. Olivia Coleman. Oh, God. She's favorite. She's funny. The favorite. Yeah. Yalitza Aparico. Roma. Glenn Close, the wife. Glenn Close right there. It's, she's a shoe-in. <coughs> now, Bradley Cooper did not get best director. Okay? Oh, my God. Now I sound like Linda Richman from Coffee Talk. <coughs> oh, ooh, that's a good tie-in because Linda Richman was obsessed with Barbara Streisand. Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm your host, Linda Richman. Today's show is dedicated to the remake of A Star Was Born, but Bradley Cooper did not get nominated for Best Director. Like Barbara, oh, it is, it is just a gesture. It's oh, a mishpoka. Oh, my God. The nominations for Best Actor. He got the consolation prize for A Star Is Born. Bradley Cooper, Star Is Born, William Defoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, Off oh, Mishpoka, Vigo Mortensen, Green Book, and Christian Bale, Vice. <coughs> oh my God, I can't even say the who I think's gonna win. I'm overclamped. Oh, I'm overclamped. Oh, let's give it to William Defoe. Oh God. Lady Gaga is in the... Oh, my God. She's, she's playing Barbara's part. She's playing Barbara's part. But Barbara was playing Judy Garland's part. Oh, I get so Ebby in the Kabbalah. Oh, my God. Coffee talk is no longer, but this is Linda Richmond on the Dr. Zeus podcast. You know what I'm saying? Lady Gaga was given the seal of approval by Barbara. Oh, my God, it's like heroin. Oh, Barbara. Barbara's career just keep that's she's the needle in the arm that just keeps on going. Barbara wouldn't like me to say that, but it's an addiction, you know? Barbara this, Barbara that. Barbara hates Trump. People want to make America great again. America was already fine. Make America strike sand again. I'm Linda Richmond, I'm going out. Oh, thank you, Linda Richmond. Coffee talk. Doesn't exist anymore. Shut the fuck up. Okay, sorry, Miss Richmond. So, okay. I'm, you know, for best actor, here's the weird thing. Rami Malik, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't think so. I'm going to give it to Christian Bale. It's between him and William Defoe, you know? Defoe. Best picture, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> the favorite. Oh, yeah. Black Panther. Now that is amazing black Klansman, yeah green book vice star is born roma okay here's the thing with black panther people are gonna put a lot of hate on this oh my god it wasn't the greatest why was it nominated for best picture because it did something that many marvel films couldn't do it was a fucking game changer Game, let's say that together. Game changer, okay? People have said, oh, it's because it was black. You know what? When you've made a superhero movie that appeals not just to white kids, not just to Hispanic kids, Asian kids, but to African-American kids, you have broken through 
Okay, you've broken through. You've created a film that is universally understood. It's about family. Okay, it's about honor. It's about triumphing. And it's also about family secrets. That's the interesting thing about Black Panther. And I remember when I saw it and I said to um, someone in my family, they were like, and they're younger, and they said, you know, Killmonger wasn't really bad. And I said, no, he wasn't because he didn't have a mommy and a daddy. So he led a different life, unlike his cousin, Chichala. So Wakanda forever, you know what I mean? I'm not going to give it any hate. I loved it. And I think it's funny that people are getting all piss fit angry over it. Oh, it shouldn't be nominated. It's not worth it. Yes, it is. I know some of you are going to say, oh, why? Well, then how come Captain America didn't? It didn't get it. Well, how come Avengers didn't? It didn't get it. Maybe the next one will. Well, how come uh, uh, Aquaman didn't get it? Because Aquaman sucked. Although... I, I read somewhere that they were hoping that Tom Hardy would be nominated for Venom. Oh, my God. I loved Venom that much. Yes, he could have taken a bite out of those nominees. But unfortunately, the Oscars aren't that brave yet. Now, best director. Here's the interesting thing. If you lived in the 80s, you remember the time. I don't, but I remember hearing about it. When Do the Right Thing came out and Spike Lee was not nominated for Best Director. And there was a big brouhaha, you know, because he did Do the Right Thing. He's finally nominated. In his entire career, he is finally getting a directing nomination for Black Klansman. Adam McKay for Vice. Powell, Powell uh, Pakulicki for Cold War. And Alfonso Caron for Roma. And Yorgos Lamnievos for The Favorite. <laughs> the Favorite is getting a lot of love. And it looks funny. You know, it's not your your period, your typical period piece. And that's really good for the Oscars, you know? I don't know. It's, it's hard to say what I'm going to fill out on my ballot. I just know I'm going to say Glenn Close. I have a feeling... Here, so here's okay. So Lady Gaga is nominated for best song. Here's what the Oscars may do. They may or may not do. I don't think a tie is going to happen. I would love for a tie to happen. I would love for it to happen. It has been 50 years since a tie. It would be great. You know, to have the ghost of Catherine Hepburn going, you'll never catch me now, bitch. You know, um, I love Catherine Hepburn. I don't know. It's it's hard to say with this Academy, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, though. If on Oscar night, on Oscar night. If Barbara comes out, and don't tell Linda Richmond, to announce the nominations for Best Actress, then something's up. Something is up. You can always kind of... There are certain times where it kind of flew over my head. Like, um, Spike Lee talked about this. The, the year that Martin Scorsese won the Oscar 
for best director. Been nominated so many times. He knew something was up when Spielberg, um, Francis Ford Coppola, and George Lucas all came out to present best director. I didn't think that was weird. I just thought, oh, okay, you know, they're all coming together. Mazel tov, they gave it to their good friend Martin Scorsese, whom they've all worked with. Uh, you know, um, Scorsese and, and Spielberg go way back. You know, Spielberg, uh, Scorsese and George Lucas go way back. And, and um, Francis Ford Coppola. So... Yeah. But it kind of flew over my head, so I don't know. I didn't think he was going to win that night. And he finally won, you know? So let's segue into Glenn Close. She's not going to be ignored, people. She's Glenn Close. Seven, not, seventh nomination, okay? You know, let's let's look at the history of Sa- not Sarah played in Tall, but she did play her. Okay. Even the film about Ruth Bader Ginsburg was nominated. Kendrick Lamar was nominated. Oh, and I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan, you know? Up against Lady Gaga, so. Um. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting headline. Glenn Close says she feels as sexual as and as eager as ever she ever has at age 71. That's good. Don't hate on that. She needs to have sex. Nothing wrong with it. All right. So I said it, you know, people said, oh, she's not going to get nominated. If you watched her Golden Globe speech, she was all that. The Oscars already saw it. They're like, hey. We'll give it to Glenn. All right. Here we go. Okay. Is it right here? So she's been nominated for the Academy Award. Seven lucky times. Never won. She's won Emmys. She's won Grammys. Tony. All right. Let's look at Glenn Close's impressive resume. And I'm I'm looking for it now. It's the one where there's no wins. Where is it? Here we go. Here we go. She was first nominated in 1982 for The World According to Garp for Best Supporting Actress. Again, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for The Big Chill. <laughs> Again, she was nominated in 1984 for The Natural. Oh, she see, three times a lady. Hello. All for Best Supporting, okay? And then in 1987, she was nominated for Fatal Attraction. <laughs> she boy left fucking bunny. Again, she was nominated in 1988 for Dangerous Liaisons. Very French. Ooh la la. And then um, 27, or was it 20-something 20, 20 years later, she was nominated again for Albert Nobbs. 
And this year she is nominated for The Wife for Best Actress. So I'm not going to say she's got it in the bag because, you know, who knows? Lady Gaga could do some 60 minutes piece and then it's going to change. You know what I mean? That happened to poor um, Annette Bening. The one year she thought she was going to get it and she was up against Hillary Swank again. And Hillary Swank won. And poor Annette Benning, who has who hasn't been nominated since, needs an Oscar. I love how the headline is saying Glenn Close doesn't need an Oscar this year, but she deserves one. Okay, she needs one. She's Glenn Close. Come on. Um. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Okay. So seven seven times, people. Not seven inches cut, but seven times, you know. She's played a man before. I thought I'd throw that in there. If you've ever seen Hook, she's, she's, I, I forget what, she plays a pirate, you know. In Albert Knobs, she was a woman posing as a man, kind of, you know. She lost to Meryl Streep for that. Oh, it's always good to look at who you lose to. They're like, what the fuck? Okay. First time she was nominated, she lost to Jessica Lang for Tootsie. Okay. Second time for Linda Hunt, The Year of Living Dangerously. Well, when you're standing next to Mel Gibson and Sigourney Weaver and nobody has a, gets pregnant, then that's pretty dangerous. Um, third time was Peggy Ashcroft, A Passage to India. Uh, fourth time was Cher and Moonstruck. Even Cher was, she thought. You know, Glenn Close had it in the bag. Well, she boiled the rabbit. That's what she said. And then she lost again to Jodie Foster for The Accused. Uh And then lost again to Meryl Streep, The Iron Lady. I hated that movie. I don't hate Meryl Streep, but I hated that movie. I watched The Iron Lady. And mind you, (coughs) you know... Margaret Bitch Thatcher was still alive then. She was a year away from dropping dead. People forget that. And and I remember when, when Meryl Streep won the Oscar and people were like, oh, they wonder what Margaret Thatcher's opinion on it. She didn't even have an opinion anymore. You know, she was out of it. You know, she was she was awaiting the Grim Reaper, you know. She's Margaret Thatcher. She's she dialed up shock treatment to the British public. In a very scary way, and went after homosexuals and went after anybody who was not Margaret Thatcher. You know, yes, the yes, the medicine is harsh, but the patient needs it. I mean, she talked like evil. You know, they say that in the beginning she had like a kind of like chambermaid voice. You know, oh, we're not going to go anywhere, and she went to like a voice coach. So that she could sound more gruff. You know, um, my friend and I always like to make fun of her speeches because she is wacko. People were like, oh, she was a woman. You don't understand. First female prime minister of Great Britain. But think of where how she got got to that moment. Who she stepped on. I mean, and to get that demonic voice, you know. You uh, turn if you want to. The lady is not for turning. I mean, oh, you know, if you've ever seen the the Iron Lady with with Meryl Streep as Margaret Thatcher, when they're doing the voice coaching, 
and she calls her husband over. She's like, Dennis. It's like, oh, God, that would have made me want to drop dead right there. <coughs> she was crazy. And when Margaret Thatcher finally died, people were relieved. I mean, even Linda, Linda, ja- Glenda Jackson, who no longer, well, she's acting again. But Glenda Jackson was part of a parliament in England, and she was so happy that Margaret Thatcher was dead. You know, it it wasn't lost on her. And so it's hard to say, you know, when someone that that tyrannical dies, you know, I mean, ding dong, the witch is dead. I mean, I I said that about Reagan. People were like, oh, you're messed up when when Reagan died. And I said, hey, you know what? Look at what he did to those who were dying of AIDS. And he was good friends with Rock Hudson. And even him and his bitch wife turned Rock Hudson away. And that is fucked up. That is messed up. To turn your back on the community that you were once a part of. The Hollywood elite. Yeah. I have no respect for Reagan whatsoever. The only time is probably the wall because now everyone's talking about a wall. And he famously said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Um, Sandra Bernhardt tells a really funny joke. When Clinton first got in trouble and and they were and these reporters were comparing, you know, Clinton to Reagan And they're like, he's doing things in the Oval Office where President Reagan hung his jacket. And I love how Sandra's like, President Reagan didn't even know he had on a jacket. That was the best kept secret in America. It truly was. Barbara Walters tried to crack it. But, you know, Barbara Walters was always trying to crack everything. She tried to crack um, Fidel Castro. And who knows? I have a feeling they slept together. And Castro's dead now, so I can say that. You know, Barbara Walters, who knows where she's at right now. But the the uh, the way they were kind of looking at each other in the interview, and she likes men with power. She truly does. And you look at Fidel Castro, and evil, evil man to some people, but you look at the way she kind of, do you feel weird crossing the Bay of the Pigs with an American? Like she's gonna like her dress is just gonna go up. Ooh, fancy fleet, you know, and and those Latin men. Come on, I'm Latin. I should know, you know, a, a little a little miskite like Barbara Walters. Come on, you think she's gonna turn down an opportunity to sleep with Fidel Castro? I don't think so. The the soup was on. The wine was out there. That was her. She couldn't talk about it. I'm sure, you know. You know, right after my interview, Fidel Castro took me to bed. He whisked me off like Clark Gable and gone with the wind. I was not Vivian Lee, but I felt very drunk from the champagne. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, how we went from the Oscars to this, I don't know. But, you know, this show is fun because we can just go wherever we want. And... Yeah, it's a good art form. <coughs> I've always said I wanted to do stand-up. I didn't know how. It's like, I don't even want to write because I have so many stories that I could just tell. You know, I don't know. My grandmother had a knack for looking at tombstones. 
She knew half the people in the small town. She knew what they were doing. You know, both my grandmothers were very gossipy. It was funny, you know. Even my grandfather. My grandfather will tell stories and it's like, well, I don't know about that. I don't agree with that. It's like, oh, shit. What have you got to tell me? You know, there are certain things you don't repeat. (coughs) You know, but yeah. People talk. People talk. And that's why I have so many great stories. I mean, I did an episode on here where I talked about my trip to Disneyland. And I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. You have to go back and listen to the interview. Because that was scandalous. To what I was privy to. And I'm in the next bed praying, oh, please, God, just let me pass out right now. Let me go to sleep because I was hearing things that nobody should hear <laughs> after Disneyland. I thought I was in hell. Okay. And, you know, it wasn't as bad as working in retail because that truly is the ninth realm of hell. And you go in and you clock in and then you smile and pretend to sell this. The first time I ever had to work a cash register, I felt like sweaty Whitney in the park. You know, I'm up there singing, I'm every Whitney, and I'm and I'm sweating like crazy. And that money comes out, oh God, you got to count it properly. And I'm, sometimes I would pray like, oh, I wanted to say to them, can you just like use the card today? Because I don't feel like counting. Just scan it. There you go. Give me your money. Scan it. Scan it. And then they would get pissed. Like if, because this was in the era, we hadn't done the chips yet. <coughs> they would get really pissed or then you have to give them like the, the discount I sometimes would just give everyone a discount <laughs> I figured they deserved it and it's like you know what in those moments leading up to my leaving retail and thinking my god there's nowhere up there's no way up I mean there's nowhere else to go but down can't go up because they want eye caps, you know, and, and each time I would get one, they would never give me the aplomb that others would get. They would get it over the loudspeaker. Oh, good job. And then I, I would never get that kind of respect. Never. They would give me a piece of paper with a coupon on it very quietly. I would come home and rip up those coupons because I was like, I'm not getting uh-uh. it was the principle behind it. And there were times I wanted to go in there after I was fired and say, you know what? You guys suck. You, you, I, uh, you know, here I have a bachelor's degree and I'm working with these morons and I'm not, and I'm not bragging about the, oh, I'm stupid and you're smart. There were people there with bachelor degrees, just like myself. That's what got me is that we were all treated like shit. And these little 20 year olds who were as dumb as hair. We're getting the respect because they're getting those eye caps. And I was just like, uh, the day that they told me adios, I was dancing like James Brown. I just was so happy. You know, I, I don't know. They were like telling me, 
oh, what, what are some things that we could do better? And I said, well, you know what? You could train people a lot better. Well, we can't be with 24-7. So I understand that. But I said, you know, you don't want to run into the ground. What is that supposed to mean? I said, well, you know, people are like to go online now. So I wouldn't put, put too much into what you're having us do. Okay. They didn't like that I said that. Oh, really? You feel that way? I said, well, I shop online. You think I want to come in here? I don't think so. I was very truthful. They didn't like that. (laughs) And it's true. It's true. You know, if I see something online and I know my measurements, I'm not going to go to the store and get it. Let's get real here. No. You know, or if I want something... Very, very important. I'm not going to go to the store. I'm not going to go. Sorry. Bye-bye, iCaps. That's what I think of that shit. But, you know, it's it's positive now. I worked through it. I got the money. E- you know, unemployment, I was so happy. I lived off of what I could have for a little while. So here we are. It's 2019. The 90th Academy, 91st Academy Awards. It's too early to say who I think is going to win. I will say Glenn Close for Best Actress. Although, may Linda Richmond hear me wherever she is. It could be a tie. It could be a tie. It could be a Barbara tie. Oh, yeah. It could be a Barbara tie. If Barbara Streisand is in the house, there's going to be a tie. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Lady Gaga is just going to cry. Let's Dance is, or Just Dance is going to start playing, you know. Hey, poke your face. If they start playing that when she wins, I am just going to fall on the floor. (laughs) Be like, hey, Madonna, this one's for you. Yeah, and you know Madonna's on the floor, like, just pissing herself. Madonna's like, I have Grammys and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Lady Gaga's like, ah, I got an Oscar. You know, and then I'll, I'll make a prediction here. If Lady Gaga wins that Oscar for best song, if she wins an Oscar at all, Madonna's not going to release her album. She's gonna pr- she's gonna delay it because now she truly feels threatened. Oh, I need to make an Academy Award winning song because I'm never gonna win an Oscar as an actress. You got that right? Did you see who's that girl? Who's that girl? <laughs> Funny movie, and you know it's it's camp. And if you've seen Evita, huh? a new Argentina, no new Oscar though, huh? Yeah. Let's keep it that way, Madonna. I'm not bashing Madonna. I grew up listening to her. I just I got tired of her bashing Lady Gaga. And I know Lady Gaga's a big girl. She's a tall girl with those shoes. She can take care of herself. She's from she's from New York, okay? You know, and not to not to take anything away from Madonna. And Madonna felt, oh, I should move to New York. It will make me tough. And it did, you know. But Madonna was from Bayside, Michigan, okay? You know, Midwest. Nothing against her from the Midwest, but come on. Lady Gaga was born and bred in New York. Lady Gaga 
even when she was young, did shit that nobody else was doing to the point her own father thought she was mentally ill. He went to one of her shows. Her mother even said he wouldn't go to them after that. And then she became, you know, then she, her act started to get off the road. You know what I mean? But yeah, Lady Gaga really, she took it to the, to the hilt. Okay. And, um, I was watching this thing on bodybuilding cause it interests me. And this one bodybuilder just hit it right on the nail. He's like, well, it's like Britney Spears. You know, she only got seven good years, seven good years. <laughs> That's true. And Christina Aguilera, you know, because nobody's going to trump Madonna until or triumph. I shouldn't say I hate that word Trump triumph over Madonna because she gave them the kiss of death in 2003. Um, but Lady Gaga came along and popoke her face, you know. And Madonna, for the first time ever, felt that clock ticking. She felt that clock ticking like she's in line at Chick-fil-A. You know, she wants that chicken. She wants that chicken. She can't have no more babies. You know, Madonna Madonna is living vicariously through Lourdes Rahel, or as Sandra Bernhardt calls her. Um, you know, and Rocco and, um, the other children, you know, as freaky as Rocco really looks like her, like Lourdes looks like her with dark hair. Madonna hasn't had dark hair in a long time. Cause she, you know, she's not a serious actress anymore. Okay. I'm sure she could take clips of, uh, uh, you know, a Glenn Close acting class that might help. Wouldn't that be funny? Glenn Close wins the Oscar and says, I'm retiring from acting. I'm going to give acting tips to Madonna. God forbid she makes a good film. Could you just imagine that giving back? Tonight on Inside the Actor's Studio, Glenn Close, you've decided to retire. Yes, I've decided. After winning the Academy Award. Yes. Why? I want Madonna to be a serious actress. And she can't, she never had proper training because she's not going to be ignored, James. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. And, you know, when I look at Madonna, I think of someone who strives for an Oscar. And Lady Gaga won it. And she didn't, you know? So, yes, it is Sarah Plain and Tall. But Madonna's not very tall. That's a good statement. Glenn Close. Yes. What is your favorite curse word? Fucking sugar sticks. Very nice. What is your least favorite word? Boiled bunny. Ooh. What profession other than your own would you like not like to attempt? I've always wanted to be a nurse. Like in the world according to Garp, yes. What profession other than your own would you not like to attempt? Madonna. Very good. And finally, Glenn Close. Yes. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say at the pearly gates? I'm not going to be ignored, Glenn. <laughs> Very good. Good people, that's our show. 
I want to give a cup of shut the fuck up to the administration who continues to cheat people out of their hard-earned cash. Fuck you. Unpleasant dreams. And remember, here's for you, Oscar. Here's to you, Oscar. I've not been drinking. I'm just tired. Good night.